This is the ZMAR Podcast. Elite Benefits of America helps small and mid-sized companies with their health insurance programs. And now, your host, Butch ZMAR. So welcome back. I have Chris Wolpert with me again, and uh, we're going to dive into a couple topics that um, employers should probably hopefully be listening in. How you doing, Chris? Uh, good, Butch. Thanks for having me back again. Looking forward to this uh, this next conversation we're about to have. You know, in the workplace, we always try to find uh, better ways for customizing the benefits to the needs, meet the employees where they're at, right? And and, and I know before we jumped on and started recording this uh, webinar here that we talked about uh, briefly about the shopping spree idea that you guys have to kind of customize things. Can you can you share a little bit more into it? I know I know uh, it sounds really attractive, and I think it it could be good to help meet the employees where they're at and build a benefit package that they're looking for. Yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah, it, it it really does. And and credit where it's due to Eric Silverman. He's the one that mm-hmm. came up with the term shopping spree. But really, all it is uh, for all you other benefits nerds out there, it's really just simply a defined contract distribution strategy when it comes to non-medical benefits. And so what what we do there is, you know, because typically what we've seen traditionally over time is you've got an employer who sponsors the health plan, right? And they've got their defined contribution for the health plan, whatever that might be. Um, And then a lot of times, a lot of employers would pay for dental, vision, and some kind of group life insurance. And then everything else would kind of be voluntary. And, And typically most employees would, you know, they would maybe decide what they want to do on medical and then they would take dental and vision and life insurance because hey well if the boss is paying for it i'm going to take it because you know this is my one chance a year to spend his money or her money um so we're gonna we're gonna take advantage of that and so what we've done is we go to those same employers and we say hey look at you're spending all this money on dental vision and life insurance but maybe not everybody needs that or wants it, right? There's, you know, people like me, I don't wear glasses or contacts, right? So I have no need or want for vision insurance. Um, There might be somebody else who doesn't want dental insurance, right? So Mm -hmm. why, why make that decision for them and just buy it for them? Why not include them and provide them with the incentives? And what I mean by that is you can include them in the decision by saying, hey, look, we're, we're going to sponsor our medical plan. Um, and then we're going to offer this whole menu of different other options that you've got. Yes, it includes dental, vision, life insurance, but it could also include disability, accident, um, pet insurance for crying out loud. I mean, whatever you, whatever your heart desires, you can offer to employees. But then rather than just spending that money on dental and vision and life insurance saying, hey, look, Mr. Employer or excuse me, Mr. Employee, we're going to just we're going to give you that money to decide what you want to spend it on. So it could be 50 bucks a month or 50 bucks a paycheck or 100 whatever it is, whatever amount you decide, whatever amount you budget for, the employees then as they're going through the enrollment process have that that money, that shopping spree money allocated that they can spend on any of those benefits. They can buy any of those benefits, they can put those in their shopping cart and uh and take them home with them, right? So it allows them to finally decide. Now they've got the incentive because they've got these, uh, they've got this tax advantage amount of money that must be spent on benefits. They can't put it in their check and get taxed on it or anything like that. But um, they they must spend it on benefits. So now they get to decide if they want dental, they can take dental. If they want vision, they can take that. If they want some other lines of coverage, whatever, it doesn't matter. Point is, 
they're involved in the decision, maybe for the first time ever, ever more so than just simply accept this line of coverage or waive this line of coverage. They actually get to be part of the decision in building their own custom benefit package that's unique to themselves and what they need for themselves and their family, right? And so, um, and then what it does from the employer's perspective is now no longer are you uh, just offering these lines of coverage. You're saying, hey, we're we're going to spend this amount of money on you, whatever it is, um, and you get to to decide what you want. And so it makes it very very easy and simple because here's the other thing is we get plenty of people that participate in that but we also in some cases we have some people that end up spending less so it ends up costing the employer less because you've got some people that just say well i don't want any of that extra stuff they can't take that additional money in their check so then the employer just keeps that but yet they've made that pledge um and they've they've asked for the employee's input and their participation in building that package because it is customized to that person. There's really no better way in my mind um, to, to one, boost your engagement because now people have to be involved in the decision and Mm -hmm. two, to really reward your employees because again, now they get to choose, they get to have skin in the game. They get to participate in the, in the benefits decision-making process, which is something they haven't been able to do probably ever. You mentioned briefly on engagement um, as a, you know, there's a boost in engagement. Have you seen that um, there's, I would say, more motivation in the workplace? Has there been more uh, employees uh, morale is up? And have you seen a higher enrollment rate for any of that, uh, for more more of those products uh, so they could use them? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we definitely have seen enrollments go up because the other side of it is um, there's plenty of other people that will, um, well, while there are people that will just wave it and say, all right, well, this Dental's good with me. I don't need vision. Saves the employer a little money there. But the other thing that's happened too is what we've seen is we get some people that as they they see what their allocation is, let's just say it's $50 a month, right? So they spend their $50. Well, they also see, hey, I want pet insurance too, or I want this disability insurance or whatever it is. So we have had a lot of people that end up um, spending more than that, right? They're, mm-hmm. They, because they, they decide that's what's right for them. Sure. They just have that difference, whatever that delta is, they have payroll deducted, um, but they're more than happy with it because now they've built themselves a benefit package, was partially subsidized, obviously, by the employer, but they've got the lines of coverage that they want, they need, and are the most valuable to them. So yeah, we've, we have definitely seen an uptick in, um, in, in the number of, in the volume and the overall policies that have been sold. Um, but also it's, it's all, it's all these, it's not as though everybody's just taking dental and vision and life insurance. Um, you know, they're, they're taking all these other different lines of coverage. And I've joked a couple of times now about pet insurance, but mm-hmm. yeah, but that's one that has been more popular, especially over these last few years. A lot of people are concerned about Fido, right? They're, they love their pets more than their <laughs> kids sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Anyway, so yeah, any anytime you can offer something to employees without necessarily having to pay for it directly, um, I think is always a win because the perception is, and it's true, it's reality. Many times these are lines of coverage that people are 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 it's not available to them um, in an individual market, but it is available um, to a group on a group chassis or you know as part of a group plan, so to speak. So. Um, yeah, we've definitely seen that. And, 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 and it's also helped with the retention and the attraction of new employees and those types of things. And I can just tell you from personal experience, taking that approach itself 
has has won opportunities for us and that's won new clients for us because it's out of the box, right? Just like everything else we do, it's going to be a little bit different than that traditional status quo. Um, and so that's extremely valuable for a lot of employers out there now. They want to differentiate themselves when trying to attract people uh, to their organization to come work there. And um, and having a robust benefits program and having a out-of-the-box benefits program is an easy way to differentiate yourself versus the um, you know what what's seen as traditional. One of the other things that we've done, Butch, is we've told some of our clients, we've said, hey, why don't you A-B test this, right? Next time you've got a, a job uh, opening and uh, you're getting ready to post it, just do this for me. Just post these two different things where, you know, in the more traditional format, you just post, you know, the, what the what the job is, maybe what the salary range is. And then typically what you'll see is maybe some of the job duties, but then they'll list out you know, medical, dental, vision, 401k, you know, they'll just list out the employee benefits. And so I tell them, Hey, look, why don't you, next time you're doing that, just list all that stuff out. But why don't, rather than just putting medical, dental, vision, 401k, put in there that you've got a, uh, at least in our case for our clients, you've got a zero deductible health plan option. And Mm -hmm. so those are things that are, are going to be very unique when somebody's evaluating jobs and when they're looking at pay scales and benefits and stuff like that. And and that may be something that catches somebody's attention in a way that at least begins a conversation and that type of thing. Listen up. Butch wants to give you your own elite benefits playbook. And it's absolutely free. From business strategy to benefit strategy. Every step from the start through implementation, account setup, and open enrollment working through service requests and the process of renewals, a valuable look at your company, your insurance options, and how to make the process easier on you. Go now to EliteBenefits.net slash playbook and get your free Elite Benefits playbook or give Butch a call today, 708-535-3006. Getting the employees engaged is definitely uh, a key thing. And, and and the shopping spree definitely is great. And one of the experiences that we have, um, uh, and you, I'm I'm certain you had is, you know, on the medical side is definitely plan design, right? And so there's times we went in there and we changed plan designs, and um, all of a sudden we have a huge amount of increase of enrollments, and it's, you know, I feel like it comes back to what we started out with on the other webinar where we talked about you know, some of the stuff here is work, right? And it's not old school tactics. And like, I think the phrase you use is, uh, we're going to modernize the healthcare, right? And so just by doing a little work for the client to change outcomes. And we, you know, one case study I have is we we changed some plan designs just on the medical. We didn't even get the dental and vision stuff yet. And so um, this is um, dating a few years back, but we rechanged some of the plan designs and, and restructured some things to kind of meet where the employees were at. And they doubled the enrollment um, piece of it. But the uh, at the same time, per, per employee cost actually went down um, as a result of it. Part of it was because the increase of enrollment. But the other part is because we redid the plan designs to kind of meet where the employees were at. And it worked. Um, it worked like a charm in that case. And so, so the old school thinking uh, with a lot of the brokers and advisors that are out there, um, obviously is not meeting some of the employers, especially the ones that are are ready to toss up their hands and 
and saying, look at, I can't keep up with this. This is going faster than inflation. I can't increase my product prices fast enough to keep up with the healthcare. And it is the second biggest expense um, in the company underneath payroll. Exactly. And and that's what, you know, going back to the first part of this conversation, it's, hmm. that's what just blows me away that the, the fact is, is that, you know, for so long, nobody's, by and large, a lot of people have not figured out a way that they can control these costs, or they just believe that they can't. And for it to be such a big item, uh, you know, as you said, it's number two or number three in pretty much every organization, um, you can't sustain that, right? You can't sustain such a big expense continues to go up year after year after year. Um, and it added, you know, in many cases on average, a double digit clip, right? That that's just uh, in terms of percentage points, but yeah, no, you just can't, you just can't do that long-term. And I think we've kind of reached that tipping point for a lot of organizations out there. It's a hard uh, phone call when you get that phone call that's saying that, Hey, I was referred over to you. And, uh, and it's actually happened to me where they're like, uh, if I don't do anything soon on this healthcare thing, I'm going to have to shut my doors. Uh, and yeah. there's nothing. Oh, and if they're small enough, like especially under 50 employees because of the ACA ruling, they're they're just like I'm just going to pull it and just insure my family because I own the company and so and everybody else will have to just go buy their own health insurance and yeah. um, it's get, it's getting out of control and there's obviously you know things that we could do it's just a matter of modernizing the health plan but sometimes you have to get that second opinion and get somebody else in the door because you're going to have to start doing something different which when you were talking about a lot of that it reminded me of your your book uh, the the comic book because uh, you had uh, the the uh, outlier come in with a different proposal and uh, no one's ever seen it before, but somehow, you know, it made all the world in a difference and they end up winning the business and uh, life is good. But uh, uh, go, go, go search on Amazon or wherever you buy your books and look for Chris Wolpert uh, and you'll be able to find that book. It's a, it's actually pretty good. So good plug for you, but, uh, but it's an actual um, analogy in the comic book of what our, current environments are between traditional and then modernizing the healthcare plan. Right. Yeah, exactly. No, thanks, Butch. Yeah. I appreciate Yeah. yeah I appreciate the plug. Yeah. Not a problem. And well, this has been great, Chris. Um, we'll, we'll come back and we'll talk about more uh, employer concepts and, and how, especially as we move in forward through open enrollment season coming up, a lot of those middle market companies and even large companies are getting the renewals right now uh, in the coming weeks. And, and right now is a good time to start looking for some of this stuff. So thanks, Chris, for your time. Thanks, Butch. You bet.